YesyRadio.com live from uh, Baku and we are here now with Krista Björkman, head of delegation for Sweden and uh, yeah, hi Krista. Hi. Krista, how does it feel, I have to ask you, how does it feel to come to Baku with a big favorite to win Eurovision this year? Well, it's two sides of that really. It's, it's my first time in 11 years to be a favorite like this and that's, that's a very positive feeling of course. It's very very nice. It's very very nice for the artist as well to come here and know that she's mentioned as one of the possible ones to, to actually be able to win. But then it's also very scary because you know from last year when France was the huge favorite beforehand And that didn't work out at all. And then you look at Ribak, who was the big favorite in advance, and that did work out. So you never know. You, you don't really know what it's worth. As I said, what is good about it is that the entire delegation has a very positive vibe about being here, about doing the rehearsals. And we actually feel just good about being mentioned which is good but then of course we have to make it to the final first of course well i think that should be should be easy to achieve <laughs> i guess uh, i would like to discuss this the winner takes it all um, thing with you because from for many years especially in eurovision it was always about the winner takes it all and everyone below i mean people didn't really care about them after Eurovision and my impression is that that has changed because last year for example Eric Sade he was also a bit among the favorites to win he came third but still I think it, for him it was not really it was my impression that it was not really that bad for him to become only third no uh, I, I, I actually have the opinion that usually you have more winners than one Uh, I mean, I can go back to like someone like Gina G, for example, being seventh. Uh, you had uh, Gente Di Mare, who was third. You have Volare, that was third. I mean, you usually have a big hit somewhere else as well. It's sometimes even bigger than the winner. Uh, Antique, uh, Die For You, huge hit that came third. So you, there, are, there are more winners than one. And, and also, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I, I, I actually had that same opinion as you do. And 11 years ago, together with Richard Herrey, who won Eurovision for Sweden in 84, we created a prize, an alternate prize, which is handed out every year to best composition, best artist, and the best overall winner and voted by uh, different people, press do one, commentators one, and uh, the composers vote for the composition. And this has been very appreciated amongst the, the participants. And from this year, it's also uh, an official prize, and it's in the media handbook. And uh, so, there, yes, you are correct, there, there are more winners than one. I mean, what you just said, that's actually one reason why we created these ESC Radio Awards, because we try to support the artists more, and we have several categories, and it's not just about the best song, it's also about best male artist, best female artist, best group, it's just a way to yeah, support uh, artists. Actually, you, you just mentioned a couple of uh, songs from the history of Eurovision. I mean, your name is really connected to your own in a, in a huge way. I mean, many of our listeners know you from 92. Even your song is playing on our radio still today. Um, if you, well, first of all, maybe I should ask you, how did it start for you, Eurovision? You, have you been a fan for forever? Uh, my first Eurovision was Sandy Shaw. And uh, when I saw her, I was like totally stunned. And I asked my, my mother about what, what, what was that? What is that? 
because I love that song and her. And she said, well, it's a competition called this and that, and uh, I'll tell you when it's on in Sweden next time. And then I saw Klaus Jan Hederström win uh, with the Börja Verka Kärlek Bandeme in 68. And from then on, I was totally hooked. And I had, I had been singing, actually, since I was two and a half. And my first uh, per stage performance was when I was four and a half in a big arena. And, and till I actually saw the Melody Festival, and I didn't know what, to, what that was. Why, why were you singing? Why, what was it? But that's when I connected the two together. And I was like, oh, that's why you sing, to do that. And ever since, I dreamed about being on that stage. And you did it in 92. Let's, let's speak a bit about 1992, because that was on home ground for you. Uh, so what kind of memories do you have of 1992? And maybe also compared to today. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, of course, winning the Melody Festival is one of the biggest uh, memories I have of happiness and joy and uh, fulfillment. Uh, and I have to say, I mean, I ended, I ended second to last in the final in, in, uh, in Malmö uh, in the Eurovision. But that was like, that, yeah, that was like a, a setback for like five hours, you know. And then after that, it's, it's just pure joy, pride that I actually did that. And when I see the lists of artists that has done it, which is so impressive in the Swedish music history. It's like, wow, I'm one of them. And it, it's, it's just amazing. It's, it's a huge achievement. And today, when I see the fierce competition that we have in Melody Festival, I'm like, did I do that? Did I manage to win that? And then I, of course, remember it was much easier then because the competition wasn't as hard. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the selection for Melody Festival and um, is it uh, over the past few years maybe is it is it developing in a way uh, from my personal point of view I have the impression that the style of music is, has been changing a bit uh, only maybe for the last two or three years what is your uh, opinion about that you can actually say that the music if if you say let's go back 10 years the music was, was like this it was like one genre only And it was a type of music that you only could hear in Melody Festival and nowhere else. Then we started to widen that. And, uh, it, but it was still sort of in the same type of style, but slightly different. And now we've managed to broaden that. So we, what we try to do is we try to have as many genres as possible, but go to the end of each one of them. Make them really, really you know, subtle. Don't, don't do it halfway. If you want to do ballad, do a ballad, you know, and if you want to do it a pop music, do it modern. So we, we try to, to exclude these format 1A songs. So what has really disappeared in the last two years, I think that's what you're aiming at, is the sort of schlager pop, the, the Shirley Clamps and the Sanna Nielsen's and the, you know... That, that type of typical Scandinavian schlager pop songs, they, we try to avoid them because we've heard them a million times. Even though they are still loved by the fans, at least from what I know from the radio, they are still loved and they, they, maybe they should be in it, but maybe a little less. <laughs> yeah, but we, we had, like last year, we, they have to be good. 
Let's put it that way. To make it into the competition, they have to be really good. Like Jenny Silver last year, that was a good one. It was classic, but it was good. Uh, this year, we didn't have that many. Uh, and, uh, and it's better to have something different than just to have it in, I, I feel. So, how do you feel about the competition this year? Um, uh, about the songs, especially about the songs this year? Um, I, like the, I like the mix, uh, most of them. Uh, I think uh, we had also uh, some odd stuff that is really good for the Swedish audience. I can understand if you don't understand them, like Torsten Flink or Björn Ranelid, for example. But they are... They are so well known in our country for other things that they are media generating. And we need media generating artists to keep the, the possibility of having half the country watch the show. And that, of course, we want to keep. And if we come back to Eurovision here, Eurovision Baku, uh, or how do you feel about the competition here, about the, uh, the songs in the contest this year? I, I think it's pretty much as it always is. You know, there's, uh, there's a bunch of crap absolutely and then you have like the, the big group which is like good but not sticking out and then you have like seven or eight songs that can possibly make this all the way well imagine sweden would win this year <laughs> what can we expect next year in sweden i mean sweden would really love to win wouldn't, wouldn't you love to win oh we would love to win sure uh but many countries would love to win Uh, But some uh, some countries give the impression they don't really want yes, to win, so I that's agree. why I'm yeah. asking. I, no, I realize you you have a point, but I I there are certain countries that always want to win, and then of course you have the countries that want to win but and hasn't done it in a long time. And I can't really say that we haven't won in a long time. I mean, it's not that long if you compare to France and Spain and so on. Uh, but to us, it's a long time, and we yes, we would love to win, and we would be very proud to host it. Uh, but you know, it's so it's fierce. It's like we could as well be in Russia again. We can be in uh, Serbia. We could be in Estonia. We could be in Italy. Um, and I'd say those are in my, from from my point of view, the the, the most dangerous competitors. And uh, speaking in terms of stage production, do you think you will you will take it to a to another level again? Because that's the impression for many fans. From year to year, it gets bigger and bigger. And uh, um I don't no, I don't think so. If we would ever uh, host it again, I think we would try to do something good rather than big, um, because there is no way you can outbeat the last. I mean, Moscow, Düsseldorf here. It's huge. I mean, the investment is, is fierce. And uh, you, we have to be smarter. We don't have that type of money. We have to do more like Norway. We have to go that route and try to be clever and make it worthwhile in in sense of heart and, and compassion and, and uh, so on. So it would be different, sure. So, okay, see, let's see what happens. <laughs> Good luck to the Swedish team. Good luck for the competition. Thank you.